Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the left wing for the win! He shoots and scores! 5-4 into 10 in overtime! Across the five, the deuce is loose! Touchdown, Elks! forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Edmonton Oilers trying to make it 16 in a row tomorrow afternoon. Corey Perry likely to make his Oilers debut. You're going to hear from him tonight. The Golden Knights lead lead the Rangers 3-1 at the start of the third period. After two, Panthers lead the Penguins 2-1. Later, Kings at the Avalanche, the Blues at the Kraken. Of course, today the 25th Chorus Radiothon supporting the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. And I'm pleased to kick off Inside Sports by welcoming Megan Wenger to the show. She's the manager of marketing communications with the Stollery Children's Hospital. Megan, it's Reed. How are you doing? I am ecstatic, Reed. How are you doing? Why are you ecstatic? What did we get to today? Well, I have to tell you, the Edmonton Oilers are not the only folks that are breaking records in this city. Um, the City of Champions came through once again, and together we raised $1.95 million over the past few days thanks to the Chorus Radiothon. $1.95 million. That is, a, is that a record? That is a record. Wow. I mean, what can you say given uh, just about the generosity of people who donated? You know, the generosity is amazing. From the families who donate their time to share their stories, our volunteers who are manning the phones, and the people across this province that make donations, big, small, it adds up to life-changing difference for kids right here in our community. I was there with Bryn today. He was he was conducting the interviews, but I heard from uh, about a half dozen, well, probably more than a half dozen families and kids who uh, have uh, have had to be at the Stollery a lot. And Megan, I'm always struck by yes, there's uh, there's a sadness and a difficulty to the stories, but there's also an incredible amount of strength, and that's always what I take away from these days. You know, that's exactly it. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to find themselves in a position where their child or a child they love needs specialized health care. But if you find yourself in that position, we are so, so fortunate to have the world-class Scholarly Children's Hospital right here in our backyard. And thanks to the generosity of so many donors, we, the sky truly is the limit. Now, uh, we, we have things like this, like the, the, the Radiothon, uh, but of course people can continue to, to donate or find ways to help, right? Absolutely. So if you head to scholarykids.com, you can make a donation, a one-time gift, become a monthly donor, and learn all about the different fundraising opportunities and events you can participate in. Okay. Megan, I know you've had a very busy week here. Did I miss anything important before I let you go? 
No, I just want to send a huge, huge thank you to everybody who took the time to call in, click, donate, and make a life-changing difference for kids right here in our backyard. Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for the incredible work done by you and all your colleagues at the Stollery Children's Hospital. Thank you so much, and thank you so much to all of our chorus partners. Right on. That is Megan Wigner from the Stollery Children's Hospital. Uh, she's the manager of marketing communications. Wow, that's a stunning number. One uh, Over $1.95 million through the uh, Chorus Radiothon. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, donated, donated their time, helped out, uh, however. I mean, you're, you're greatly appreciated, and certainly the, the families and the kids that that need the stallery to uh, to help them recover or, or get through illnesses or whatever they might be facing. Uh, hugely appreciated. So thanks uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Megan for hopping on tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Really appreciate uh, that you're taking the time to join me tonight. By the way, you can always get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, Inside Sports at 630ched.com. We will have Ron Lowe. He's scheduled to join us between 7.30 and 8 tonight. It's always good to catch up with Ron. I'm sure he will have uh, some interesting and astute observations on the Oilers' 15-game winning streak. And, of course, uh, we do expect a new addition to the Oilers' lineup tomorrow, and that is Corey Perry. His signing was uh, officially announced on Monday. We were told he would play Saturday at the earliest, and we do expect that to happen for tomorrow's matinee against the Predators. He was asked how his legs have felt this week. Practice has been good. The only two real practices, I guess you could say, a couple more skates, but for the most part, I, I mean, you know, I felt okay, and it's not the same. It, uh, you can skate all you want by yourself and do all the things, but you get NHL players pushing on you, you know, goal, NHL goalies in the net. It's a, different, uh, it's a different animal. So we'll see where it is tomorrow and go from there. Looks like Perry will be on a line with Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway, so that would uh, bump down Connor Brown. We expect Sam Gagne to come out of the lineup, so Perry, uh, not exactly a burner, is going to play with a couple of really fast guys. That works. <laughs> yeah, they can uh, they can go get the puck and and uh, you know do, do the rest. But um, you know, it's uh, I've been talking to them a lot. Um, you know, talk to them a lot today, especially during practice on on uh, different things. What what I like to do, what they like to do. You know, try to get a feel for for their game, and um, it's all a learning process right now. And trying to take it all in. All right, and here's the guy who decides to put that line together. Chris Knobloch on Perry with McLeod and Holloway. I think every line you like to have, um, you know, some speed. You definitely can have three slow guys. You need somebody getting in on the forecheck. You need that. Uh, you want some goal-scoring ability and, you know, usually a, a playmaker. And uh, it's often when you get, you know, the right mix, it doesn't work. But I think you'll add a lot where a lot of finishing ability. Somebody's going to be at the net. And I just think a very smart hockey player where knows the right play and knows where to be and helping those guys. I think Dylan has, you know, he's only played a couple games and hasn't been on the ice very much, but for his time that he's been out there, he's been making plays. Ryan McLeod's confidence is through the roof right now. He's playing extremely well, making plays. You know, I think a smart goal-scoring player like Corey will, in my mind, I think it'll be a good line for us. All right, so Corey Perry into the Oilers lineup. He is expected to get out there and to 
agitate. He has been an unpopular player. If you're playing for or a fan of a team that uh, he's on that isn't yours, Dylan Holloway, who, uh, well, was uh, only a couple years old when Perry was drafted into the NHL, was uh, asked if he hated Corey Perry when he would watch him as a kid. It's funny, my, my, my grandpa did for sure, but uh, I always kind of loved the way he played. Like, uh, like obviously, I'm, I've, uh, I haven't played against him too much, uh, so I'm not really too familiar with his antics, uh, but I know he's got uh, under a lot of guys' skins, and he's definitely a guy that you want in your team not playing against. So uh, I've always been a big fan of him growing up. I thought I liked his game a lot. Um, I thought he's very effective in the playoffs, too, the way he's able to kind of get guys off their game. So uh, to have him uh, like on the same line as, as me and uh, playing with him is going to be a lot of fun couple of months since Perry has played a game in the NHL, but he says, look, you always remember how to go out there and agitate. That, that never leaves. That's, uh, that never leaves. Uh, once the puck drops, it's 60 minutes and you're trying to win the game. It doesn't matter where it is uh, or what you know what type of game it is. And uh, you know, that's, uh, that's been instilled in me from, uh, from the get-go. You have to work on that at all. Uh, not really. No. <laughs> not really. No, I think we'll see some classic Corey Perry tomorrow, hopefully, right? That's what you all want to see, isn't it? You want to see that guy that you hated against the Oilers. You want to see him do that now in an Oilers uniform. Hopefully he'll be able to. Now the Oilers riding this incredible 15-game winning streak. It is one of the four longest winning streaks in the history of the National Hockey League. Pittsburgh got to 17 in 92-93, Columbus got to 16 in the 2016-17 season. The Islanders got to 15 in 81-82. Uh, the Oilers uh, and uh, another Penguins team all sitting at 15 as well. So, sorry, one of the five longest winning streaks ever. Uh, the other four aren't active, obviously. Uh, so Perry's coming into this. He's coming in in the middle of this, and he had these observations of the Oilers' locker room. You can tell that the, how close they really are. Um, you know, they're they're always well, obviously when you're winning 15 in a row, you're going to be a little bit lighter in the dressing room and uh, a little bit uh, happier. But um, you can really see how close they are and uh, and what it means to them and, and what each each person means to each other. So um, you know, it's it's been a warm welcome for me, and I'm just excited to really get down to the nitty gritty and and uh, play hockey. But uh, foremost, get to know everybody as well at the same time. All right, so. The Oilers at 15 in a row. They have uh, not allowed a lot of goals over the course of this winning streak. Now, to be fair, they have not always played exceptional hockey. Uh, they have taken advantage of a favorable schedule. I think that is, is fair to point out, but you still got to get out there and win. I mean, they've had some uh, nice rhythm here with days off between games. They've play- they have played some good teams, to be fair, but they have played some teams lower down in the standings as well. Chris Knobloch had these comments on how they've been winning. We can't score seven every night, and we can't play a good defensive game every night. Um, I, I'm I'm happy with our guys, how committed they are playing defense. They're checking, they're getting above pucks, they're in spots, they're not cheating on offense. There's things about our game I would like to be a little bit better, and I think a lot of it is our, our puck play, our puck decisions. Anytime we've been getting in trouble, it's usually off a, a turnover, trying something that's not there. And we want to not be a safe team all the time. We don't want to be dump and chase, but we have to recognize when there's, or playing our percentages. Is there an opportunity to make a play? If it doesn't look like it, let's do the safe thing. And um, right now, I think when we've been getting in trouble, it's just we haven't made the right plays with the puck. 
All right, a little bit there from Chris Knobloch. What a time indeed in oil country. All right, uh, you can touch base at 780-496-0063. I want to get to a little bit more on this AJHL story as we move along tonight as well. Ron Lowe scheduled to join us. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Brendan Gallagher, five game suspension for that uh, hit to the head last night against the New York Islanders. Drilled defenseman Adam Pellick. Yeah, it was an ugly one for sure. Five game suspension for Brendan Gallagher. 780-496-0063. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, text for you here coming up. Sure, let's do some. Excellent. Uh, we've got Dan from Sangudo actually hitting on the Gallagher suspension here. Just wants to say, gents, Mark Messier wouldn't call Gallagher's elbow dirty at all. Neither would Ted Lindsay. Elbows to the year or jaw was a rite of passage back in the day. He has suing Power play used or used to be penalty enough. That's uh, one part of it. And he also says uh, the name for the new line for the Oilers should be the mile per hour line or MPH line, McLeod Perry Holloway. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, and obviously attitudes have and punishments have changed with check to the checks to the head and elbows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha uh, checks in and says, once Perry gets into the lineup, do you foresee him as an in-and-out uh, type player like Gagne is, or is Perry in to stay for the rest of the season? I think he's in to stay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <it> was, <laughs> I didn't expect such a question. Well, like, hey, I mean, I mean, he was signed. Uh, he, he's the, you know, I, I don't think they're adding a guy to be the 13th forward. I mean, they have players like that. Perry is here to help and here to bring his experience and his crusty personality, on-ice personality, to the team. So, no, he's not uh, He's not an in-and-out guy. He's, he's in. And we got a phone call. We got Douglas on hold if you want to. Oh, sure. Him. Hello, Douglas. What's going on? Wow, that was fast. How are you? I'm I'm good. (laughs) I just had an observation. I don't know. Obviously, we can't say it's the same, but I mean, do you remember a long time ago when Jacques Lemaire was coaching Jersey and they won a few cups? How many did they win back then? Two or three or something? Uh, They won three, but wasn't Burns the coach for one of them? I don't know. I just meant that that hockey was, they were winning, but it was boring as hell to watch. But uh, I wouldn't say the Oilers hockey is like that, but it's not as exciting as it used to be, but they are winning, right? So. Uh, well, I think they're playing. They're they're playing. I don't even want to call it conservative. I I think they're playing more responsible. I mean, you don't see as many bad pinches, you don't see as many turnovers in the neutral zone, and you don't see as many lost puck battles. That's a point Rob made the other night. I mean, they have forwards dropping down. 
they have guys blocking shots. Like, they're just not caught out of position as much. They actually had three different head coaches. I had to look it up. Uh, Lemaire coached them in 95. Burns was the coach in 2003. Remember this one? Larry Robinson was the coach for the 2000 Stanley Cup for the Devils. Who, and here's the thing, a lot of Devils, and because I've interviewed a couple guys off those teams, they will bristle a little bit when you call them a boring defensive team because I believe in 2000 and I think the second of the Stanley Cups, I think in 2000, they were like the second in goals four in the league. So they're like, hey, a minute, we, we, we had Brodeur and we could check, but we also scored quite a bit. But it, it clearly looks different with the Oilers. They're just not allowing as many goals. But I, I don't think anybody, has anybody in your life called it boring? No one's called it boring to me. Well, I, uh, just as I asked a couple guys, even they've been to the, went to the game last night, they just said it just wasn't exciting when they're winning 7-5 to five and McDavid's got six points, right? <laughs> well, fair enough, but I think winning is – a lot of people just stop the sentence at winning and they're, and they're happy. But, yeah, it is different. I've kind of been waiting for them to break out against one of these teams or maybe have a goalie who has an off night against them, but they haven't really had that in a while. And I just want to say one thing when you reminded me of Brodeur, I always wanted to call in when the draft was going on. Do you ever remember when, uh, remember Trevor Kidd? I do. Goalie, the junior, like, the, the Flames, were, they swapped picks with New Jersey. They gave up some stuff to switch, I think, from 19 to 13 to get Trevor Kidd because he was in the juniors, right? And then New Jersey drafted Brodeur in 19. <laughs> so I thought that was our Oh, right. Yeah, that was a swip. Uh, I just looked it up. Trevor Kidd, yeah, I think, yeah, anyway, yeah, the the pick the Flames had was the one used to get Brodeur. Yeah, you can find a lot of that if you go back far enough in some of the drafts, eh? Douglas, thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Good night. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Count hit me with a couple more texts. He certainly will. Clem made me laugh, and I think he'll make oh, you good. laugh too with this text. He says Evan Ber- Evansburg's failed penalty shot last evening was a huge oh. burn for or a huge boon, I should say, for a very capable and younger backup goaltender. LOL. So, yes, nice reference to yeah. the town that I grew up in that is right across the Pembina River from Entwistle. And now, it was Mackenzie Entwistle with the shot. If there were a player named Evansburg in the league, that would be awesome. <laughs> is there a huge rivalry between Entwistle and Evansburg? Like, is there like a cross Pembina River I don't. Rivalry? I feel like we had more of a rivalry with Wildwood. Yeah, I don't I, I and the interesting thing was I don't know what it's like now. When I was a kid, this was like this is I almost feel stupid telling stories from 40 years ago when I was in junior high and high school. Um 30 years ago, I guess. I'm not quite, <laughs> not quite as old as I thought. Um cuz Entwistle was in a different school division, so we didn't Evansburg and Entwistle didn't play each other in junior high sports. Ah, gotcha. Wildwood was our closest team in our division, but then in high school all the Wildwood teams came to Grand Trunk. So if like you were in grade nine, there'd be like, oh, I hate that guy, you know, playing volleyball or basketball against him. But you'd also be thinking, but next year he's in our school. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta just, I, I'm just picturing the turf war at the provincial park there bound by the river with the Evansburg and the Entwistle kids. Yeah, may, just... <laughs> maybe now that's the rivalry. Uh, I, 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 I don't remember one. Then again, I'm a very peaceful person. <laughs> and a quick one here. Landon texted in and said, regarding Campbell, Frank uh, Saravelli was saying it may just be a first to get rid of Campbell. What if uh, Ken Holland called Mike Greer in San Jose and offered a first Borgo and Campbell for Mackenzie Blackwood? 
I don't think I would give up a first-round pick for Mackenzie Blackwood, personally. That seems like a lot to me. Because we're getting a security blanket goalie to help Skinner. So I, to me, that's not worth a first-rounder. Maybe I'm misvaluing it, but that's that's my instinct on that one. Uh, interesting suggestion, though, for sure. All right, we got Ron Lowe coming up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the AJHL. We'll, uh, hopefully, we'll have time for a couple more of your messages as well. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat.